Our Old Testament reading for this evening, the day of Thanksgiving, is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle today is from Paul's letter to the Philippians chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. <clears throat> Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. <clears throat> Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. 
This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of our Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. The habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Please uh, recite with me now the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant, or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Please enjoy Audrey singing for us now uh, uh, the hymn of the day, Come, Ye Thankful People, Come.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this evening are from our epistle from Paul to the Philippians chapter 4 that we have just read. We have come tonight to give God our thanks, for he, even in the year 2020, has done marvelous things. But as we give thanks, we realize that we cannot outgive God. In our epistle tonight, we speak of a gift that he gives, a gift given to all, but a gift not all receive, and that is the gift of contentment. Let's look at this gift tonight through looking at the people of Philippi, the people who initially heard these words. First, there is the man called Epaphrodites, whom the Philippians received from Paul. He was near death for the work of Christ, yet he was willing to continue to complete the work necessary for the gospel. Obviously, he was content with his situation. And then there was the Philippian congregation. No other epistle of Paul shows such joy. In chapter 1, he tells us they are his partners in the gospel. And 2 Corinthians tells us that the time of great need in the Jerusalem church, it is the Philippian church, among others, that gives above and beyond their means. Certainly, they are content with their situation to give in this way. And there is another person connected with Philippi, yet his actual time there is very short. It's Paul himself. He wrote these words from a prison cell, in chains for the gospel. But that's not new for Paul. In fact, it was in Philippi that, according to Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were arrested, flogged, and then thrown in prison. And what's amazing is that within hours, they are in that prison singing hymns of praise to our God. And then, when they have a chance to escape following an earthquake, they instead stay. They stay and proclaim the gospel to the soldier, caring more for his eternal salvation than their own safety. That is being content. Where or how does one get such contentment? We, as a country, need to find out. The wealthiest nation history has ever seen. Freedoms never dreamed of in other parts of the world. We have indoor plumbing. We have heating and air conditioning. We have cars that do more than just get us places. We have pets that have more food than many people. But are we content? It doesn't seem so, does it, as we look around? Families are falling apart. Drugs are prevalent. 
and it comes with a climbing crime rate. Our courts are jammed with lawsuits. Is this what contented people look like? So, what is the secret of being content? How can Paul say, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content? I know how to be brought low and how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. The secret, Paul tells us, the secret, I can do all things through Christ who, th- who strengthens me. When you get down to it, Thanksgiving isn't about wealth and abundance. At least it shouldn't be. And neither, neither is contentment. True, God has blessed us with so much stuff that we don't know what to do with it all. But you won't find contentment buried in that pile of stuff. Paul had no pile. Neither did the Philippians, and yet they were content. And that's because they had more than a pile of stuff. They had the God who owns it, who promises to give it to you if it is ever needed. Hear what Paul says in verse 19 of our text. My God will supply Every need of yours, according to his riches, in glory, in Christ Jesus. They didn't have stuff. They had the God who gives it all and more. And actually, God had them. He had purchased them back from sin and death by the blood of his son. They had the true God and he had them. That is the secret of contentment. Contentment? You cannot find it in earthly things. If you try, you are asking those things to be your God. But when you have the real God, the one who loves to give, then you have all you need. Because he promises that for you. Now, will his gifts always come in the form of material things? Absolutely not. That wouldn't be good for us. No, sometimes, sometimes his gifts come in the form of suffering. Sometimes hardship. Sometimes loss. And sometimes pain. True, we don't think of these as good gifts, but from his hand, that's indeed what they are. Good gifts from the Father, who only knows how to give good gifts to his children. The secret of contentment? Jesus Christ. Through him, the Father gives us everything. Through him, we actually and truly know the words of Paul 
that closes our epistle tonight, which I've just put on the floor. Those verses are this. And he said, no, I'm sorry. Here it is. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen.